Hello, I'm Kevin Kittle, and this is The Cinema Files. Last week, I sat down with New York Times best-selling author Jeanette Walls to chat about The Glass Castle, a new film based on a book she penned about her experiences growing up in poverty. While her story is quite engaging, it pales in comparison to the enchanting presence Jeanette has in person. It's not a word I use often, but vivacious is the perfect description for her. Our 10 minutes together flew by as we discussed the impact her youth had on her adult life and how well the film captured the essence of her family. Thank you for taking time to uh, speak to us about your film. It's a very, very interesting, fascinating film. It's a great story. Great, um, great. As I watched it, uh -huh. uh, uh, something I, I often think about kept popping into my head, and I'm wondering what your take is on it. Nature versus nature. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the toughest question in is the world. It? I don't know the answer. I just don't know the answer. I mean, you know, I people ask me if I'm, if I'm resilient in spite of my past or because of my past. And I think it's because of my past. But I have no way of knowing. Yeah. Uh, I think I was given really great gifts from my parents. Um, my older sister would disagree. And, uh, you know, it's just something that as writers we're constantly fascinated by. Like, you know, why is this the way it is? And I don't know the answer. And that's why I wrote my book so people can sort of figure out. Like, I, I, you know, I, as a former journalist, I didn't want to tell people how they should feel or what they should think. I just, I just told my story. That's all I have. Right. Um, you had mentioned in the Q&A last night that um, one of the skills that your father passed down to you was uh, demon chasing. Um, could you speak a little bit more on that and you know, tell us some of the demons you've slayed? Um, I, for so many years, thought of myself as a brave person. I've never been afraid of snakes or the dark or anything like that. Um, just to back up a little bit, you know, the, the movie covered this very well, but I'm just going to touch on it a bit that, like, when I thought I heard a demon and, and dad gave me a knife and we went demon hunting, like, don't be afraid of it, you got to chase that old demon. And it, it was such a pivotal lesson, but it took me a long time to put the lesson to use. Um, I was... I was 40 years old. I had everything I'd ever dreamed of. I'm living on Park Avenue. I'm like... I've got this amazing, you know... I've got this amazing job. I've got this... Uh, I can do anything. I can buy pretty much anything I want. There was something missing. I was, I was running. I was hiding from myself. My, my past was my own demon. And I, I came to realize that Dad was absolutely right. You confront that demon, it really can't hurt you. We've all got demons. But we're stronger than our demons because we created them. Right. And if you reach a place in your life where you can turn around and confront the demon, it not only can't hurt you, you put a harness on your demon and you put him to work for you. Because one of the things I hope I've also learned is that very often the thing that we think is the worst thing about ourselves is actually the best thing we have going for us. It was, certainly was with me. I was trying to cut off my past, be the woman from nowhere. You know, be the, be, you know that I just, I, had, I was just so intent on protecting myself and hiding in the corners and being a journalist and writing about other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And the hypocrisy did not escape me. Right. That here I am chasing other people's secrets while I'm running from my own. And it was only once I could confront my own past and it was it was the most difficult and scariest thing I've ever done in my life and I was a mess a um, oh my goodness I was I was a basket case and I thought nobody would get it and people get it and forgive me if I'm repeating anything I said last night but oh no it's fine uh, you know, it was, we didn't have a recording <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 
I thought nobody would get it. I thought that like, it's too weird, it's too complicated, and people get it. And one of the many wonderful things that's happened as a result of my story being out is that people tell me their stories. And sometimes they say, I'm so ashamed, I've never told anybody this before. And what I'm hearing is this amazing story about triumph and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, surviving against the odds. And I realized that so often when these things happen to us, we think it makes us somehow less of a person. And so that's why you have to confront these things that scare you, because they're really not bad at all. You know, <laughs> not only do you make friends, you confront your demons, you make friends with it. You know, <laughs> because you know, life, life is beautiful. A very wise friend of mine, he's an artist. He said, most people want to be more than who and what they are, but art, true art, is the finding out the essence of who and what you are. And, and I thought that was just so wise because, like, stop looking everywhere else for inspiration. It was there all along. I wrote a book years ago about celebrities that I thought would, like, hit like hot cakes. It was all about famous people and scandals. Sunk like a stone. And I thought that this book would sink like a stone. And instead, it resonated with people because it was true and honest. So is, is that why you think it took off? Just because people can identify with it more? I, I think that everybody has a past, obviously. And many of us are conflicted about that past. And I think that a lot of us erect barriers thinking that we're protecting ourselves, but in fact, we're just isolating ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is willing to take down the barriers and say, this is who and what I am, I believe it gives the other person courage to do the same. And then emotional connections can be made. And that is what storytelling is about. Um, ancient and all civilizations, during the day, you know, like primitive societies, and I hate to use that word because it sounds judgmental, but anthropologists have studied people, and during the day they do the hunting and gathering and stuff, but in the evening they gather around the fire or whatever it is, and they tell stories about escaping the, the wildebeest or where they found the berries, and they're stories of survival. This is how I got by. And that is where storytelling began. And that is where entertainment began. And I think that that is why we tell our stories. This is how I got through this. And I think that people who are in a tough spot have turned to my story and said, there's a way out. If she made it out, I can too. Um, I think there might also be, uh, to a lesser degree, people saying like, I've always wondered who those crazy, dirty people were. Yeah. <laughs> but it's done without, without malice, just like right. to understand what's behind them. Who are those people? My book has been used a lot by um, organizations looking to raise money for the impoverished and the homeless to put a face on these, on these stories, you know, to give a story, rather, to these statistics, these numbers about, like, oh, these people, I don't know. Well, why don't they get a job? Why don't they do? You know, and, and it humanizes the yeah. disenfranchised, you know, to, to let us see, wow, Wow, it's more complicated. You know, um, the, the director of this movie, he, he worked in foster um, care system for a while and made a movie inspired by that. And he gave an interview afterwards saying he thought he would go to the foster care system as the cool guy with the answers. But after, after having worked in it for a while, he realized there are no simple answers. And I knew from that comment that he was the right person to direct the movie because it, there's no simple answers. It's just... It's all so complicated and contradictory, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to embrace and understand it. Right, and I think stories like these, they help you empathize. With yes, people. well, that's what it's all about. And I, that's one of my favorite words is empathy because mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. I mean, I think this is one thing wrong with the world. It's lack of empathy because I think that very often we think, oh, that person's nothing like me. Or it, 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 and all 
negative emotions can be traced back to fear on some level. You know, like you're you're just afraid that like oh, those people are scared. They're they're weird. They're gonna like take what's mine. They're using up our tax money or or whatever. Um, they're taking our jobs. And and empathy. If you can understand, you know, we're we're all want the same thing. We, you know, we might try to get it in different ways, but we all want to feel good about ourselves. We want to feel safe. We want our families to be safe. We want to feel loved. Mm -hmm. So let's just jump over to the uh, the betrayals of uh, Woody Harrelson and Brie Larson oh. as your parents. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, as, as a viewer, they were awesome. But uh -huh. then you, again, going back to the Q and A, you mentioned you told a few stories about just how accurate they are and how they got to that point. It was it was phenomenal. I mean, uh, Brie Larson. I never had any doubt that she, she could nail it. I, I, she, I saw her in in Destin's previous movie, Short Term Twelve, and it was just like, wow, who is this woman? She wasn't Brie Larson. And, um, Room hadn't come out yet, so nobody knew who she was. And I, even back then, I thought if this woman could star in a movie, I would I would be I would die a happy camper. <laughs> and I didn't even articulate that to anybody. But since she'd worked with Destin before they got her, um, Naomi Watts phenomenal, and she talked to mom so often. My mother is a tough role, a tough role. She nailed it. Woody Harrelson, and I knew he'd be he'd be good. Of course, he's Woody Harrelson. I've seen all of his movies, and like we love Woody. He's a great guy. It's funny because I tell people Brie Larson, and oh, she's great. I say Naomi Watts, oh, she's very talented. You say Woody Harrelson, I like Woody, <laughs> and I think like it was <laughs> everybody likes Woody, and I think it was yeah. essential that the, that the actor who played Rex had to be likable because he's he. He's a no-count, scoundrel, drunk, blah, blah. and if you didn't like him, the movie would have fallen apart. But Woody captured the irresistible quality of my father, that no matter what he did, there was just something that you just like kind of kept coming back. You couldn't help but love him. He, he had a certain amount of charm and optimism that he would put out there. And neediness, yeah, the neediness. Yeah. He captured that. He captured the vulnerability behind all the bravado. It, 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 it took my breath away the first time I saw him in character. And he was saying, they went off script and he was saying things that my father had said that I hadn't told him. And I was just, I was a mess. I, and I, I asked him afterwards, how did you do that? And he said he stopped studying the tapes of my father because he didn't want to be mimicking him or impersonating. He wanted to become dad. And there were a couple of times, he did become dad. He became this person. There were a couple of times that he stayed in character, maybe longer than he should have. I mean, after these really intense scenes, it was intense. I mean, it was just, it was magnificent. And and the crew was crying during some of these takes. I mean, it was it was truly beautiful. And um, I... I, uh, you know, smacked me down for all those things I ever said about shallow Hollywood. They left me in the dust when it came to, to, to getting it right, to being perceptive, to being empathetic, and to storytelling. Right, right. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great performances. So. Thank you. Right, thank, thank you. you I couldn't agree time. more. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure's mine. Thank you.